You got rhythm? I was going to break out a little move, but I thought that might gross you out, so why start on a, on a bad foot? We need to be in rhythm. We need to be in rhythm with our, with our Lord. And the Bible is very clear that there's a personal relationship to have with Jesus Christ, the God of the universe, the God in whose image we have been created. And I know it's hard to believe that this transcendent and holy God, this sovereign God, that he wants to be in relationship with measly old me. But he does. He wants to be in relationship with all of us, and, and that was his purpose in coming, right? John 10, 10. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Now, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want a, a meaning and purpose in life that goes beyond the temporal and the immediate? We all do. We all do. We want to have a, a life of purpose and even purpose that goes beyond our own individual purpose. A purpose that's more corporate. In fact, a, a, a purpose that is not temporal, temporal but eternal. Well, how do we experience that relationship with Jesus Christ? Here's how Jesus put it in the parable of the vine and the branch. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them, I will produce much fruit. When you produce much fruit, you are truly my Disciples. So it's about bearing fruit. The purpose of God being in relationship to us is to create a, a forgiven fruitfulness in us because of our sinfulness, but also in this meaning and this purpose, there, there's a product, there's something God wants us to produce. And Jesus says it, it is really the fruit, and we looked at Galatians 5 22 and 23 a few weeks ago we want to produce the the fruit of the holy spirit we want to be fruitful in all that we do that's what jesus is after when he talks about having a rich life it's not a monetary word it's a it's a lifestyle word God wants us to produce good fruit in our life and it makes sense to us Maybe you didn't take a horticulture class like I did in middle school, but I, I learned this in that class. A tree cannot say to itself, okay, produce fruit. No, a, a tree can't just will fruit onto its branches. It's dependent on what? Oh, it's dependent upon God. It's dependent upon the rain and the sunshine and, and the nutrients in the soil, and we're the same way. For us to produce this great purpose, this, this fruit bearing that God wants from us, it's very clear the way to do that is to get closer to Jesus, to nurture that personal relationship with Jesus. 
And when we do that, here's our focus. You must grow in the experience of God's grace. I added that. Because that's what grace really is. It's something we experience from Jesus. And then it's something that we pass on to other people. And the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that is what restoring rhythms is really all about. That's the focus, that's the target. That we would grow in our experience of God as well as the, the knowledge of God. And so this is the why of restoring rhythms. Why do restoring rhythms? Because God has a purpose for us he wants us to bear fruit in him. And, and he wants us to grow as a way of producing that fruit. It is a result, the abiding in Jesus, is, as the NIV says, is really about experiencing his grace and growing in our, in our understanding of him. Now, let's, let's talk about how do we do that. The way we do that is we've got to establish the foundation of our life on something really solid. We got to find bedrock, and the bedrock is Jesus Christ. Here's the parable anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. So here we go. Do we want more wisdom about faith and life, or do we like? kind of being fat, dumb, and happy. The choice is really up to us. We can keep pounding along and being affected by everything that's going on around us, or, or we can solidly anchor our life in Jesus Christ. We have to build the life of our house, the house of our life, on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the wind beats against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. There's a lot of storms out there. We can't stop them. All we can do is what? Prepare for them. Prepare for the storms that we're going to experience in life. And as I mentioned last week, there are lots of troubling troubles in this world. And they are inevitable in our life. We can prepare. And the best preparation is to be solid in our faith in Jesus Christ. Again, that's part of our focus as we make our way into restoring rhythms. Now, notice what, uh, what Paul says in Ephesians. If we build our, our, the, our life, the home of our life, if we build that on the solid rock of Jesus Christ, then, notice then, you've got to have the first to get to the second. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will grow down deep into God's love and keep you strong. It's a little bit like the parable of the, soil, the soils. You know, the farmer goes out to sow, sow the seed, and the seed that lands on, on good ground, 
and we want to be good ground for the, the seed, the word of God, it not only grows, it grows down deep. And we all know this, that the deeper the roots of a plant, the, the more nutrients it picks up and the more stable it is when the, the, the storms come uh, its way. The same thing is true about us. If we want to just keep our relationship with Jesus at a, a surface uh, level, be careful when the storms come. We, we need to be really worried when the storms come if we just have shallow roots. But when we trust in Jesus, those troubling troubles, those storms that come our way, we don't have to be in a panic. We don't have to be worried. Because our trust is in Jesus Christ, the one who is sovereign over all of the winds and the waves. In fact, even Jesus himself commanded the winds and the waves when he was on this planet. Then, once we build our life on the, the foundation of Jesus, then, then our roots will grow deep and what will happen? Ah, we'll bear fruit. We need to look towards constructing a spiritual lifestyle with ever-deepening roots. Let's go to the Colossians passage that Linda read for us. You must continue, notice that word, to follow Jesus Christ, him, Jesus Christ. Let your roots grow down deep into him and let your lives be built on him. It's almost a summary again of what I've just said. Now notice the word next. It's then. If we continue to grow in our relationship with Jesus, our roots will grow down deep. Then your faith will grow strong in truth, in the truth you were taught. And you will overflow with thanksgiving for what God has produced in you and through you. I added that. God wants to work in us and through us. That's, that's what it means to, to give us a purpose and to enrich our lives. We need to have our roots continue to grow if we want to bear fruit, it, the fruit is a production of, oh, wait, the branch has to stay in the vine, and as we nurture that relationship, then our roots grow down deep, and we have a, a security and an ability to produce spiritual fruit that we cannot produce on our own. And so it does get back to do we want to make wise choices or not? And so we, we need to choose to build our life on the, the bedrock of Jesus Christ. We have to, as we build a, a life on that foundation, it's got to be a, a lifestyle of, of discipleship of growing in our experience and our knowledge of God. Now, the intro was the why, that's the how. What is the result 
of abiding, of remaining in the vine and uh, allowing uh, your intentionality to grow your roots uh, deeper and deeper, it does produce divine results in our life. First, we get to enjoy the fruit. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Now let's start at the end, and then I'm going to take you back up to the beginning. What's the very last clause? Uh, God wants us to do what? Every good work. Anybody here want to miss out on a good thing? Anybody here not want to do good in their life? No, we do want to do good. We, we want our, our work to be blessed and we want our work to have a, a, a great impact in the lives of other people. Now, how does that happen in the life of a Christian? Here we go. All Scripture is inspired by God and it's useful to do a few things. Number one, teach us what is true to make us realize what is wrong, and we, don't, we shy away from that part a little bit. We all want to know the truth. We just don't want to know the truth about ourselves. And sometimes the truth about ourselves is we've kind of gone off into the weeds. The Word of God helps us realize, make us realize what is wrong, and it teaches us how to do what is right. Now, the image there is that we've gotten off the path and the Bible will teach you how to get back on the path. It, in the NIV version, it says it, it knows how to correct us and point us back to the right way, the best way, the truthful way, Jesus' way. God uses the word to prepare us and to equip us to equip his people to do every good work. Notice, prepare and equip. We need more things in our discipleship toolbox, don't we? Have you gone to fix something and you, <laughs> you, know, you didn't bring your whole toolbox, you just brought a, a, you know, a, a pliers, uh, uh, a screwdriver, duct tape. You can fix just about anything but a heating duct with duct tape, by the way. It's, it's amazing what it was created for. It doesn't even work on that. But man, it works on almost everything else. Some of us don't really have the tools that we need in our spiritual toolbox as disciples of Jesus Christ. Oh, we've got some things in there, but we need more. That's what restoring rhythms is all about. It's about filling up your toolbox so that you can what? Enjoy the fruit of the relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. We miss out because we haven't been intentional. We, we haven't allowed the Word of God to what? prepare us and equip us for every good work and that's why the core of what we do is uh, looking at the scriptures together and grappling with what it means uh, in our 
in our life right now uh, about carrying out that truth in our life uh, on good days, easy days, and tough, heavy days. We're not only, we're not only enjoying the fruit ourselves, but we're sharing that fruit in restoring rhythms with one another. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. And restoring rhythm is about getting down to the bottom line. How we're living out our life, how we're, how we're understood by other people. And it's important for us to be fruit bearers, fruit bearers with one another. We do better together than we do alone. And restoring rhythms is an opportunity to be better together. I have a, a trainer that I use for working out now, and, and the advantage of having a trainer is that guy makes me do more than I would do on my own. You know, I, I want to give up, and, and uh, you know, and he's still counting. We, we have a deal when I look at him with that intense look. He tells me how many I have left. Three left, five left, two left. I do more because I have a partner. We do more when we have partners. When we have others around us that are aspiring to the same end, to be prepared and equipped for every good thing. People want to, want to have deeper roots, do more with their faith in their life than they've done before. Titus says, and you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. We need that. We need to be good fruit bearers because people see that good fruit. People enjoy and are impacted in a, in a positive way. They're challenged in the right way by how we're living our life or not living our life. By what they, they see and experience in our life. And, and we know Matthew 22. Our greatest expression to one another and, and everyone out there is really to love them as we want to be loved ourselves. Are we really willing to love other people like we want to be loved? On a good day. On a bad day, I want you to love me a lot more than you love yourself. And I, I know that it's, that it's the Holy Spirit moving when I'm really not in a, you know, a good mood or I'm not in, the, not in the best of sorts, and yet I can still love someone else the way I, the way I need to be loved. And that is a challenge in this day and age. It's not easy to love other people. Yet we're to enjoy the fruit of our relationship with Jesus Christ, and then we're to share that fruit, that reality, that truth, 
That, that grace of Jesus Christ as well as the knowledge of Jesus Christ, we're, we're to share that with those around us. Now, the third thing that will happen as you become a part of restoring rhythms is you're going to become a part of the SEC fruit stand. Right? I, I, I lived for many years in California, and some of it was in the Central Valley, and it was great to go by a fruit stand or a vegetable stand and see the fantastic produce. I mean, they went out and picked it that morning, and it's the way it's supposed to be. It wasn't picked green. It wasn't put in a box. It wasn't shipped, and then three days later put on the shelf. And we need to be a fruit stand. Everybody's got good fruit. Now, you can start with the list of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and notice it's fruit, not fruits. The fruit of the Holy Spirit in uh, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, and, and then you can grow from there. You can make bigger lists. You're good fruit. You're, some are apples, some are oranges, some are tangerines, <laughs> some are pineapples, and some are cherries. By the way, be sweet cherries, not sour cherries. See, we have a, a giant fruit stand that we're a part of. It's Hebrews 10, 24. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us help one another. See, that's what restoring rhythms is about. It's about our own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's about sharing that relationship with those around us, and together being, you know, as we read in the Old Testament, being like iron sharpening iron, helping, supporting one another, creating a bond that is impossible to break. You know why? It's eternal. That's right. You're stuck with me for all eternity. How do you get into rhythm? Here's the the seven parts of being a part of restoring rhythms. Daily devotion, prayer, serving our community, sacrificial generosity, telling our story. Oh, wait, I forgot. Uh, um, freedom uh, from bondage. That's in there. Uh, pushing back on negative uh, spiritual forces in this world. Sharing your story and then celebration, that's what it's all about. And I hope you'll consider, if you haven't, to be a part of restoring rhythms, either live or on Zoom. Let's pray together. Lord, we do want to do good things in our life. And we do understand that it's, first of all, uh, asking you to be the leader of our life, that, that engrafts us in you. And, and we know that you are the vine and we are the branches and we can only produce good things as we remain in you, as we abide in you, as we uh, grow in our experience of grace and our knowledge of you. Lord, help us uh, 
As we are always under construction, let us continue to build on the solid foundation that you and you alone can give us because it's not only good today, but it's good for all the tomorrows all the way to eternity. Lord, we know that you want to equip us for every good work, and we want to enjoy that. We want to enjoy that purpose and that process, Lord. We're thankful for, for you. We're thankful for your word. We're thankful for the others around us that can challenge us and encourage us towards love and good works. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information or to download Restoring Rhythms lessons so you can study on your own, visit our website at squimcommunitychurch.org.